Hey, I'm Spencer. And I'm Britton. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 290 albums, 290, in his Pike series, and we're going to listen to him. Three at a time. This is Getting Head. Oh, Buckethead. Welcome, bots, slogs, slunks, friends, and bucket heads. And this is episode 41 of Getting Head, a bucket cursed. Hell yeah. Let's let's name people that are, we think might be 41. Poo. Good, good question. 41. So, hmm. So people a little bit older than us. So like, so I'm going to guess the oldest, Nathan Fielder. Yeah, the oldest of millennials are definitely like 41. So yeah, Nathan Fielder. Yeah, 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 definitely. I love Nathan Fielder. Nathan, I love you, him too. Huge yeah, shout he's out. Amazing. Uh, literally the best comedy show ever made. Ever. What is Nathan for you? Oh, in my it's, opinion. It's really something. I honestly don't think there's ever been a better comedy show. Maybe Mr. Show, in my opinion, but like fucking Nathan for you is one of those shows that never gets old. Bold takes in a squeaky chair from Brit Straw. Yeah. Squeaky chair don't care. Suck my dick. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. The, the, I, I would also agree. I think that Nathan Fielder is really great. Um, I, I, he's one of those people that I bring up, like when I'm, when I'm first like talking to people, meeting mm-hmm. people, like making friends with people. Like Nathan Fielder, Nathan for you is something that I bring up. I'm like, what do you think of Nathan for you? Because if they're like, yes, he's a genius, mm-hmm. I'm like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna get along. Like, <laughs> yeah. Your <laughs> pussy's trash. This is gonna rock. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I know a lot of women who think he is so attractive. Like, I mean, he's fucking funny, and like, funny is attractive to people. But he's like funny in this like next level kind of way because he's so serious and he never breaks character no he doesn't he's like he is one of the most consummate like professional comedians i've ever seen like i like i um for for just like joke delivery i really want to be as dead inside as he seems he um, he really seems to be the deadest he does. person so, like, ever i do wonder <laughs> if it's like all a character or if he's just like deeply clinically depressed but knows exactly how to weaponize that for the best comedy possible I, you know I, way, I i truly think him. that in in his case because of how like extreme he is i think it is a character he i think he's just a fucking psycho like i think that he can just do that for some reason. That's his superpower. He can just yeah. say and do these insanely outrageous things with no reaction. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, some people have it, you know, going back even to, like, Andy Kaufman. Like, character comedy is probably, like, one of my favorite forms of comedy. Like, just a, a great person, form of comedy. Yeah, yeah I mean, just a person we, uh, being weird, and that's that's it. You know, like I, I would say, I'm a big fan of Sasha Baron Cohen. As oh, absolutely, well. absolutely. And like my, he's personally a, a um, genius. Personally, uh, I'll have to come up with a new recommendation for later. But I've been watching a whole lot of uh, my f- personal favorite character comedian, Neil Hamburger. 
uh, played by oh, Greg Turkington lately. Yeah, yeah. I have been watching a lot of Neil Hamburger. A well, few weeks ago, you suggested you're like, uh, yeah, like your jokes are like the jokes I do at, in Bucket Jokes at the end of the show, like are all like Neil Hamburger jokes. And I'm like, they yeah, are. I did say that. I should watch Neil Hamburger and rip off his material. I'm pretty sure Carlos that was when Mencia. we were like walking to the falafel place where I didn't buy you a falafel. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure that was the conversation <laughs> we had. Yeah. Uh, it just like broke my brain too much. I couldn't remember oh, to buy good. you a falafel. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, like, uh, okay. So will you please explain who mm-hmm. Neil Hamburger is for those who don't know? Okay. Uh, this is this is kind of difficult to explain, but uh, Neil Hamburger is a comedian, a humorist, and singer? Um, <laughs> I'm not kidding. He's, he's done shows that are like half song. Uh, but uh, he is a character comedian. So like much in the style of like Andy Kaufman, I mean, he has jokes. Uh, and his jokes are like amazing. They have like a setup and a, a full punchline in, you know, in a way they are a lot like the jokes I tell on here. They're like, you know, because a lot of people, a lot of comedians now, especially don't really have like traditional jokes, you know? Yeah. I would say like the closest to that is maybe like a John Mulaney. Yeah. John well, Mulaney is pretty good, uh, but he is also like a storyteller and he does a lot of like totally. observational stuff, but he does at least like 50% of his jokes actually do have a traditional like setup middle punchline kind of like format. For sure. Which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. And it's, but it's yeah, a, that is a dying breed, so is. to speak. It's it's yeah. unusual because mm-hmm. most, uh, most comedy is like informal statements. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like observation. It's just like, oh, here's what I kind of believe or here's something weird. I'm going to point yeah, out or like, or I'm taking something normal and I'm reframing it through my weird perspective and it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas he just like shits on things. Like, this, it's awesome. Yes. So Neil Hamburger's jokes though are often, I feel like anti-jokes. They have yes. a dro- joke structure, but they in in some cases just don't have punchlines or if they do have punchlines it's like a subversion of what you would expect yeah like the the punchlines are just like oftentimes just meant to be like nothing but shock value like and it's amazing like yeah oh god his jokes are so good yeah uh we had an interesting conversation about neil hamburger the other day and you told me that the person that I, so I, so you actually said something in passing while you were saying something else that actually kind of blew my mind. Mm-hmm. You said that Neil Hamburger is Greg Turkington. Correct. I, I yeah, didn't from, know that from on cinema I, at the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. One and the same person. Yep. I did not know that. Really? That actually kind of breaks my brain a little bit. So yeah. Cause I know who those people mm-hmm. are in separate, but I never put together that they were the same person. Right. Exact same person. And so he's actually, that been makes playing, so much sense. He's been playing the character of Neil Hamburger since the early nineties. Uh, although if you listen back to Neil Hamburger's like first several albums, he actually doesn't really adopt the character of like the old cranky guy who's like, what? Like he doesn't adopt that voice or that character or anything until like the early two thousands. He's got like half a dozen albums where he just sounds like Greg Turkington, which is super interesting. And the humor isn't nearly as like, uh, fucking anti-humor and I, it is in a way but it's very much like weird character humor last night i listened to a a great album uh called um 
Neil Hamburger Left for Dead in Malaysia. And I think it was released in 1999. And the idea of the album is uh, his manager uh, books him a show in Malaysia. And so he goes there and within the first several minutes of the show, he realizes that nobody there seeing the show speaks any English and all of his jokes are English. So <laughs> he's like, oh, gosh, all right. Well, I've just been talking to you for a while. Let me see if I can translate some of these. Uh, let me get my uh, my little language book out here. No, there's no good translations for AIDS, so I can't do that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just like... That's pretty good. Just, yeah, jokes that aren't jokes at all, but they're still funny, you know? Like, uh, it's so good. That's that's pretty great. I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's fun to revisit. Like, so, you know, like you in a way, and, and, I, and I actually, like, inspired by you in some ways, like, I used to listen to a lot of comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of comedy. Like, there was a yeah. period in my life where, like, I was listening to a comedy album or two a day, yeah, every awesome. day. Uh, yeah, I was definitely and, doing that for a while too. I, I specifically recall several times, like, you know, like the band driving around in my car, and I just put on comedy albums instead of music. And yeah, like, like early you, you were cool on, with like that, but we like young, Justin you know, like would be like, teenagers. "We should listen to Metallica," and I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When we were young, when we were teenagers, like um, you definitely ins- like showed me a lot of comedy stuff, and like that definitely got me kind of down that path. Mm-hmm. And comedy is so great; it's, it is. It's really fantastic. It is. And uh, it's a great- listening to people that are true masters of their craft is is something that's truly inspiring and mm-hmm. and and really compelling. It's great. So, so speaking of which, I uh, I made the decision yesterday. Uh, while I was just walking around, I'm going to make a go at stand-up comedy. I've been telling you to do this for a long time. Have you? Oh, well. Like, yeah, I told <laughs> you to do this when you were like 20. Yeah. I was like, you should I do mean, stand-up, dude. I, I already just don't take anything seriously. And I like, I don't know. I'm always just like performing for a laugh because life is pain and dumb and meaningless. So why don't I like try to, yeah. you know, make people pay me to do, do that. Oh, I'm so into it. I'm glad that you're saying it here too. I hope you yeah, leave it on no, the podcast this is, because this is a big I, I need you to actually follow through. Bro. Oh yeah, no. I, no. Well, I mean, it's I can. I, can always, I edit the show, so I can always just take this right out. And well, you know it. what? You know what? That's true. Okay. Just, <laughs> and it's all. Up to I still me. am going to hold you to it. Okay. I want you to do. It. See, I've been wanting you to do it for a long time because, like I said, you know, you're funny, and. Sad, and you know you have those two, like, <laughs> those two that's, that's, qualities that are intrinsic in every good comedian. It's the you yin and yang of comedy. Up parts light and dark. Well, yeah, and no, it's of it's, which it's, you have a lot. You you got to be. Uh, there's the funny, and then the sad, and then like the little dot up here is masturbating in front of people. And, oh uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, like a regular Louis C.K. <laughs> yeah, there's the re- the unreverse Louis, the yeah, reverse yeah. reverse Louis C.K. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that a lot. That's nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's up with you, Spencer? Uh, so, What's going on, dog? Well, as you can see, I'm in a different room from I, I last can. week. You so know, I yeah. swapped rooms in my house. Mm-hmm. I decided that this room was not the best bedroom. It would be a better project room, of which, after moving the shit, I completely agree. It's so much fucking better. There's mm-hmm. so much more room in here. Yeah. It's great. I can have all my shit in here and still have room left over. It actually doesn't really look like it in the camera feed, but there's mm-hmm. actually a 
quite a lot of free space and, in this yeah, room. Yeah, and I, I think it's uh, wonderful. I'm imagining like what you kind of thought at first was like, oh, I want my bedroom to kind of be the the bigger area that way I can like have all my stuff in one place. But like the the whole house is like can be your bedroom, and that's yeah, where all your totally. Stuff goes, I actually cool. ended up <laughs> part <laughs> of one of the weird things I ended up doing in like reorganizing where my stuff is going is my my dresser is in the living room now. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, I and you know what? Like, that's just the the only spot where it fits, and it actually doesn't. Up. It doesn't look weird. It no, looks fine. No. And so. the thing is, like, my dresser's in my room, but nine out of ten times, I'm dressing in the living room anyway. Like, I'm putting on clothes <laughs> while doing something else in the living room, and yeah. hoping that someone's looking through my sliding glass door at my dong. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, you you want that to happen. Oh yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the only reason you have big windows is so you can fucking exhibit I've, your dong. It's been difficult with the big windows because, like, my my old place also had big windows, but this new place has big windows that uh, are not opaque at all. Like, my old place had opaque windows oh, where it? people could kind of see in. I so I, I got the I got the where I ordered <laughs> the little like plastic coverings to do that myself, but um, I haven't gotten them yet. And uh, so I've had to, I've had to learn to be a little careful in the sense that I've definitely walked by multiple of those windows. Uh, Completely naked, multiple yeah. times. No, that's what you do. And so it's like, hey, it's like, oh my God, why are you rocking around your house naked? Hey, why are you looking in my fucking window at my dong? Like, that's, <laughs> that's the better question of the two, so. Truly, truly. You always have the, the upper more hand inspired question. when you're naked in your own home, like. Yeah, you got to be able to do that, you know. Uh, yeah, um, like, it's it, something that's really nice. Uh, having more space, honestly, um, in my new place, like, has inspired me to take advantage of that in more ways you know yeah. by that i mean like being naked all the time like it's super great you should you um, should just make photocopies of your dong and put them on every window i could do that and then you'd be like well you're looking through my window anyway you're Here gonna you go. see my dong no matter what <laughs> yeah 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 just, dong just guarantee put a big like so, poster board of it like on your porch <laughs> yes oh yeah. i really i could do that i could hang weird signs from my my porch that people could see yeah, I get I get hang signs that say like uh, eat more kale mm. oh, yeah. <laughs> or something. Yeah. Oh, you mean just steal a sign from fucking Whole Foods? <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, that's, that's what yeah, you're that, talking that, about doing. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That, that, that. that makes sense. Uh, I I had to go to Whole Foods the other day. I hate Whole Foods so yeah, much, but they they have the oat milk I like, so I go there, and I kind of hate that I do that. Is it, but well, so. Um, <sighs> You're not on the good oat milk yet, are you? You're still drinking like Oatly or some shit, aren't you? Bro, Oatly is really good. I it like is, it. I is. Oatly, 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 I, I'm on Oatly. the record of despising Oatly as a company. They're yeah, garbage Oatly, and dog shit. Oatly is, but mm-hmm. their oat milk is sick. Their their oat milk is good. However, the full fat, sick as hell. However, Minor Figures is categorically better every single way. Yeah, you've said so that. I've I've looked. Dude. I've never seen that. Particular so brand anywhere. Good. You know what? I'm I'm like, I'm gonna hook you up. Uh, I'm I'm gonna get you both the regular and the barista be- blend of the minor figures, and it's gonna rock your dick straight out your asshole. I mean, I'm gonna hold you to that sentence right yeah. there. So so if it doesn't, I don't do that find to you, my dick just it, coming it, out it, of my ass at well, some point. Like I'm yeah, gonna be really Spencer, upset. Like if if it doesn't make your dick come out of your asshole, I'll make my dick come into your asshole. Is that fair? <laughs> 
what? How, is that, how are those equivalencies? Like, there's cum and dicks involved. All right, I'm I'm not a mathematician here. Okay, I'm I not, just mix and match. Okay, I was never good at algebra. I'm just like throwing together letters and plus signs and hoping <laughs> something works. All right, ass plus dicks equals cum. Yeah, yeah that's about right. Either yeah. that or like the next. That's that's of the Pythagorean album. theorem right there. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, ass squared plus butt squared equals cock squared, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so like it, having more space has been really interesting. Here I am. I'm in the other bedroom now, which is like really great. I'm yeah. excited to see the uh, possibilities of the space. The studio. Uh, I'm going to start calling it the studio once I get the proper um, uh, acoustic treatment in here and it actually like True. sounds good. True. Um, I'll then go I'm going to be like what I have for foam because I mean we can use the form the foam for something. If anything, it'll be good for like the ceiling because we can't really hang any heavy soundproofing from the ceiling. So, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll still bring that along. I, I think I have uh, 16 panels left. Okay. And like uh, I want to say 11 by 11. So you know, we at least cover door bad. or part part of the ceiling or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That sounds good. Oh yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, I, a lot of people got back to me on Facebook, so I I, I haven't looked at all their messages yet, but I'm going to do that when I when we get done here and maybe cool. go pick some of that shit up tomorrow. Yeah. Start got, getting this uh, place looking uh, almost ready to go. Yeah, I'm I'm free tomorrow if you need any help or anything. Um, Tight. Oh yeah, or if you need to borrow my enormous vehicle to haul anything that's probably oh, too big for you. Actually, your would you be willing to help me get a couch? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be down. Okay. Uh, if you okay. want to throw me like some gas, oh, money. Yeah. of course, yeah. of course. Because sure. um, yes. you know, uh, 100%. Yeah, soundproofing is one. Um, thing, actually, I will hit you up. A couch will involve my back, so I want money for that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I'm not going to get a huge couch. Like, don't worry uh, about that. It's going to be like don't, not enormous. Don't you dare get an IKEA couch. I will I'm never sit down IKEA in your couch. fucking house. I'm buying a couch used. Oh my god. Okay, so. Cut all of that out before this, but I have something else to say here. Okay. All right. So, all right. We got to talk about something here. What the fuck? Why are goddamn couches so goddamn expensive? I've been, I just moved into a new place. I have a space for a couch now. Couches are too fucking expensive. And people's expectations of cost of couch is outrageous well here's here's the problem fast furniture has ruined couch expectations for everybody because the first couch anyone ever owns is going to be like an ikea couch at very best west elm couch and those motherfuckers are goddamn garbage they're fucking futons they're futons that don't turn into yes. beds yes and or in some cases I, they do but they in some cases they do couches. but but even still like no matter what, they're still uncomfortable. They're still just like a slab of barely upholstered like leather. It's fucking garbage. It's garbage furniture. It all belongs in the fucking dump. If your couch doesn't have legitimate cushions, your couch is fucking garbage. All right? And that's all I, right. I have very strong couch feelings. I, I do too, and like so when I'm so now that I've been looking at couches, I've been looking mm-hmm. at couches on all the different apps. I've got Facebook right. Marketplace, I've got Craigslist, and I got OfferUp, and I've just been like, kind of going. Pretty cool. I like OfferUp a lot. OfferUp is pretty good, and I was talking to a dude on OfferUp today mm-hmm. who like 
I was just asking legit questions about the couch and whatnot, and then he was like, oh, I just sold it to somebody else. I was like, well, then why the fuck were you talking to me? Like, what the well, fuck? Because just in case this other shit fell through, I don't know. Like, don't sometimes, know. you know, when whack. I'm selling something, I'll get, like, multiple questions from multiple people who actually just never even bid on anything. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what are you, what? Sure. <laughs> like, all, all of the answers I gave you were positive and made the thing more desirable, and okay, whatever. Yeah, it like um, but yeah, the the couches I've been seeing online are fucking crazy. Like the range of mm-hmm. expectation. I saw a couch. I saw a couch on Facebook Marketplace, and mm-hmm. it was like uh, it was like a a small sectional meeting. Like part of it was like a chaise, and then like it was like two seats, you know, with like cushions. Uh, oh, wait, so it was like I'm a small, sorry. I'm small sorry. sectional. I'm sorry. And, um, can can we go back real quick there? Yeah, a sh- a chaise. Isn't that what's isn't that what it's called? I believe it's a chaise. Is is that different enough for me to actually care? Es and a's, yeah. Do you do you, chaise, I mean, do, chaise. You, do you do you use mayonnaise on sandwiches or mayonnaise? <laughs> uh, I use mayonnaise. I don't know about you. Um, oh, well, I mean, cha- is that what you call your cum? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. That that goes in the other part the other container in the freezer um oh oh, oh, oh that's the, the ice cream ice cream uh, uh, <laughs> ours <no>. cream <laughs> distressing <laughs> um, but i saw this i saw this couch right and mm-hmm. it was like fucked up it was all like all the cushions were like torn up and like all oh, the sides couch. of it like yeah. a cat had like obviously scratched at it and it was like all like torn up and like shitty looking it was all fucked up and they they wanted they wanted 495 dollars for that couch and i was like uh, are you fucking kidding me you motherfuckers like fuck you like that's uh, that is not even a free couch it was all like stained and shit uh, dude people are fucking crazy with couches i don't get it well i mean the thing is like they uh, a lot of these people and you see this a lot on online marketplaces and like you know especially a lot on ebay is people have such a sunk cost fallacy built Mm. into whatever they do like a literal sunk cost like yeah true because they probably bought that couch for two thousand dollars now it's worth less than a hundred but they put so much goddamn money into that thing new that they think it's like a used car where they can actually flip it for a decent amount of money Although a, a, a couch and a car are two super different things. As long <laughs> as a car works, different. as long as a car works, somebody will want it. Yeah. Couches aren't, it works and it doesn't. Couches are, that's still a nice couch or that couch is a fucking war zone. And <laughs> no one the wants farts the fuck- ruined it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one wants the fucking refugee couch. Nobody. Because <laughs> there's good couches out there for the same price. Like, exactly. No, exactly. Uh, right? That that is actually very well put. And that's what I've been thinking about as I've been looking at these insane couches. Like the prices are all over the mark, right? Mm-hmm. Like no. some of them some of some of them are like really reasonable people that are like, yeah, this couch, I paid a lot of money for it, but whatever, mm-hmm. fifty bucks come and take it and like no. then there's the opposite end of the spectrum where it's like it's fucked but they're like oh but i spent so much money here right. like please give me four hundred dollars uh-huh. for this piece of shit and, and it's like dude so, nah yeah that's the thing like nah right god and people just like don't have any fucking foresight they're like yeah i'm gonna like i have four cats so yeah <laughs> i'm gonna get like a leather couch but it's it's gonna be pleather I'm like, you, no, 
No, like leather might hold yeah. up to fucking cat's claws. Pleather, right. that's fucking polyurethane. Like I can that's puncture that with yeah, my, my fucking I have dick. Per- like I have personally witnessed polyurethane be ruined by cats so many times. Dude, I fucking, I've ruined it with a shoulder bag. Like polyurethane is garbage material that deterior- deteriorates very quickly regardless of the quality of the polyurethane. Yeah, that's why I like cloth, but cloth also, I feel like if you buy a cloth couch, it's like, that's your couch until it, yeah, yeah. forever, until you want to give it away and get another one. And if, uh, you know, if you buy someone else's cloth couch, you know it's haunted by the spirits of all of their body fluids. Yeah, that's true. Nobody wants that. I know, that. and like that's the part I don't like. Like, I want a new couch because I don't want someone's old fart couch. Like, right, I just right, but don't a want good, it. A good new couch is going to cost you it's so $800 plus. It's, $800 plus. Even a good love seat. I know. Mm-hmm. It's fucked. Yeah. It's absolutely fucked. Yeah, no, you're you're looking at at least $800, $900 for something so, so you know decent. So you know what actually might be your cheapest route to go? Tell me is just getting a free, super fucked up couch and uh, just finding someone to reupholster it. Because the cool thing about reupholstery is it's a a skill they teach in prisons. And so there's no such thing as like really expensive upholstery because like all the people who do upholstery are very good at it, highly skilled, have been doing it for years, but they also just got out of the joint. So their, their labor is super devalued. Which is kind of awesome in a in a terrible way. That's a terrible thing. I it's good feel for like furniture shit. buyers. <laughs> <laughs> Bad for uh, you know people of color. Uh, sure, disadvantaged people, poor people, yeah. anyone who's just uh, needlessly targeted by the cops. So anyone that you know isn't white. Yeah. Bad times. Um, no, I thought about that, but also that's a lot of work too. Yeah. I don't know. The couch situation is an ongoing saga. I'm going to figure it out. I've got to get a couch. Now that I know that you're available to help me move a couch, it's going to help me. I'm going to find one soon. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. It's going to, it's going to be all right. Um, Britt. Spencer. Can, I hate that I have to ask you this, Britt, but. Why? What? Can can you hit us with a bucket fact? I would love to hit you with a bucket fact. Never hate that. Bucket fact, bucket fact, Today we're gonna talk about the history of Buckethead music videos. Ooh. Oddly enough, Buckethead has only ever had two commercial music videos made from his solo discography. Okay. Uh, the first was The Ballad of Buckethead from Monsters and Robots. Um, the one with uh, the vocals of uh, uh, Les Claypool on it. It was, uh, it was actually, it was a song that like kind of really broke Buckethead. Um, uh, during the 1999 to 2000 tour uh, that Primus did, they brought Buckethead along and uh, they would stop like in the middle of their show to play the ballad of Buckethead and Buckethead would come out and like rip over it. Um, that sounds pretty sick. We should watch a video of that. Oh, we should. Yeah, point. no, I'm surprised you haven't seen it. I've watched several live videos of it and it's super fun to be honest. Like sounds I'm not, rad. 
Uh, you know, you know me, I am unfortunately less clay pilled, but I also hate less clay pool in a lot of ways. <laughs> I think and that's I, what it means to be less clay pilled like, yeah, in that, a way, so because yeah, it's like, cause this like, oversaturation well, of, well, of yeah. the less. And, and I feel like to, to know Les Claypool <clears throat> is to hate him. <laughs> I feel like if you <laughs> like Les Claypool, you don't truly understand Les Claypool because Les Claypool more than anybody hates Les Claypool. These are some really bold statements. For yeah, it. so if you like Les Claypool, you fundamentally disagree with Les Claypool's worldview. Exploding brain emoji. Some galaxy brain ass shit right here, dog. Straight up. I've been, I've, I've been yeah, reading a lot of philosophy and thinking about Claypool. It's uh, been my thing lately. Yeah, he was in um, Ballad of Buckethead from Monsters and Robots. <coughs> uh-huh. <coughs> I'm going to edit out what this costs. Um, uh, the second video he was in uh, was for Spokes for the Wheel of Torment off of the Cuckoo Clocks of Hell. And then finally, I don't know if I'd qualify it as music video, but in 2018, uh, he released uh, his DVD... Uh, 1031, which features a bunch of um, animation from Frank and Seuss, who we have talked about previously here. Oh, yeah. And there are animated videos with, like, animated Buckethead in there of his music. So I might consider some of those music videos as well, but they were never really released commercially. The other two were actually played on, like, MTV, VH1, and stuff like that. Nice. Uh, aside from this, Buckethead has appeared on on at least two dozen other music videos that are not his solo material. Interesting. Including several from Praxis, several from Primus, uh, like half a dozen of them with Bootsy Collins, a couple with uh, Travis Dickerson, the keyboardist who he works with frequently, including on uh, with uh, Death QK. Um, a video with uh, Buckethead and Friends featuring Serge Takanon, which also, I don't know, you could consider that one also in his solo discography, but I kind of consider yeah. Buckethead and Friends different from Buckethead, you know? Uh, uh, several. Yeah. He did several with uh, the Corn Bugs, uh, one with uh, Freak Bass, uh, several with the Deli Creeps, uh, and he's even on a featurette. It's not exactly a music video, but features his music and some other music he worked on in the video uh, where he's tracking guitar for John Carpenter's Ghost of Mars. That's so fucking sick. I, I didn't know, I, I, did, he, I did didn't know he did guitar for that. that. He did do guitar, right? He worked with John Brit, Carpenter. Britt, we have to rewatch Ghost of Mars. I, I, yeah. I, I watched it maybe like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Now that, that one's been a, that one's, been a bit and i always confuse it with uh like parts of pitch black because they're kind of similar in tone i feel although they're, they're very different in color palette i feel like ghost of mars is yeah. a very red film whereas yeah, very pitch black was red, very yeah. like blue and purplish yeah um yeah yeah but yeah you know thematically kind of similar but yeah uh yeah, so that's the history of Buckethead in music videos. Bucket facts. Sick. I like that. That was a great bucket fact. I appreciate that. that. Thanks, dog. I feel e- I feel educated and enlightened, Brit, Hell and yeah. ready to talk about our pikes this week. Hell yeah, we listened to three more pikes this week. Uh, pikes 121, 122, and 123. Shaded Ray, The Other Side of the Dark, 
and Scroll of Vegetable, respectively. Such an incredible album title. I really love Scroll of Vegetable. You know, oh my God, so, it's so, so good. So scroll, scroll of Vegetable, that has to be about egg rolls, right? <laughs> or maybe, yeah, maybe yeah, like, yeah. He or has like a, he got spring a, like, rolls, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe he like just got a, because this is around, you know, 20, he did these all in 2015. I think this is around the time the po- uh, the pasta spiralizer or vegetable spiralizer where you make like zucchini pasta okay. and like that. Yeah. I think that's around when that kind of came out. Do you think got he got big. one of those things and was just like doing it and was like, eh, it's like a scroll of a vegetable. That's mm. what I'm thinking. I mean, at least <laughs> when I'm high, that's like, I'm thinking like scroll of vegetable has got to be egg roll. It's uh-huh. like an egg roll, egg scroll, vegetables all up in that bitch. Sure. Or, you know, like a scroll. What's, what's a scroll do it? Like unrolls, unravels. And how do you unravel a vegetable? You fucking spiralize that bitch. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong. Hell no. I, I, I thought about this. I, I meditated clearly. on this today, dog. You clearly. Meditated. Zen. Well, Zen moment. Well, Pike 121. Shaded Ray released on March 19th, 2015, which is going to be um 10, wait, March 19th? That's the same day as the last Pike. Wow. Yeah, Lousinger. Lousinger. Yeah. Um, This one starts off with a pretty cool, like, song. I think that... Okay, okay. This one's a weird one. Um, Really? You think it's that weird? I think it's pretty normal. It's pretty standard. No, no, no. Okay, okay. It's not that weird. Weird is the wrong word. I I guess what I I meant to say is that it is a fairly standard bucket work in that it starts off with melodic guitar rock, which leads Mm -hmm. into a very, very long melodic guitar solo mm-hmm. um and then there's a second part of the album that's more like greasy rock stuff it's greasy ish i mean greasy ish it, it has a lot of uh like yeah i know what you're talking about and I, I think it's like i mean i'd say the first yeah the first song which is like the first half of the album uh shaded yeah. ray it's yeah. like this super, uh, what I call like uh, hopeful rock. It's like this alt rock yeah. where he does a whole lot of, um, you know, like major thirds and major sevenths in all of his chords, basically. Uh, he does power chords and he does a lot of like one, two, three and one, three, four and one, four, five. And like, that's pretty much it. Just like very major chord sounding like. Oh, this, this is gonna be a good day type rock and roll. He does know? do a lot of that, and he he like I think that the opening riff in this song is actually like probably the most compelling part of it. The opening riff is really Shady cool. Ray is really nice. It's pretty like it's as a, fuck. it's yeah, a yeah. really nice like mm-hmm. picked like so it's like an arpeggiated chord type mm-hmm. thing with distortion. Yeah, and uh, it it sounds real good. It sounds really good, and mm-hmm. it's a it's a cool like emotive way to start the song. And uh, then it just becomes a really long guitar solo, which I did like as well. But I liked that guitar solo wasn't bad. opening to it a lot mm-hmm. more that a lot more than I liked the rest of it. Like, yeah. I feel like it was really compelling to start. Yeah, um, overall, I I thought this was a pretty good showing from Buckethead. It was um, it it felt contiguous and it had a flow to it, although it did feel like yeah, it had the diversity of kind of the two, almost like an A and a B side to it. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Definitely. 
which I dug. It was um, which yeah, no, no, it was diverse. It was fun. I would say this is not an essential pike, but it's probably an above no. average pike. Yeah, and I, I really um, liked the uh, the album art. It's like a um, yeah, kind of a European too. dragon, but with Buckethead's head. Yeah, it's it's real great. Yeah, That's we uh, there there's a bit of a controversy about that. We'll get to in a later segment. Oh, okay, interesting. All right, all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, overall, yeah, I, I would definitely say this is an above average pike. Not, I don't, there were no specific moments that really stood out to me and there was nothing amazing that made, uh, that set it apart from the other pikes and the other yeah, pikes of its kin. I would agree with that. Uh, yeah. like I did really like that opening riff in that song. Mm-hmm. Like I would say that that is one of my favorite moments yeah. of the pikes this week, but even with that, I don't think that this is the the best pike of this week. Um, but yeah, it, but it, it was, is good. But it, was, it is it like was, it is not it was, a disappointment. It was average or better. Um, yeah, yeah, average or better. Yeah, overall, um, I, I'd say it should definitely. You know, it's really nice and hopeful, feel goody. So it should definitely be in like a public place in the park, but nothing like. Yeah, it's not super compelling that it shouldn't be anything major or anything hectic or anything like that. I'm going to say this goes around uh, where they make cotton candy and serve it in a bucket. That's Oh, that's sick as fuck. I love that idea. Okay, so um, I remember going to the uh, Alaska State Fair a lot growing up, mm-hmm. and one of my f- most favorite things about the Alaska State Fair was getting big old bags of cotton candy. Oh, hell I yeah. love cotton candy. And there was the, like this one particular vendor that did like a bunch of different flavors of cotton candy, which like I'm still not convinced were actually different flavors, but oh, no, they're like, all sugar. They're all. Yeah. But they did list a lot of different flavors and it was always fun mm. to try them. I do remember banana tasting sort of like artificial banana flavor, which was nice. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's hard to fake artificial banana. Artificial banana is the fucking goat dude. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of artificial banana. I love uh, it so Some people hard. are probably going to be mad hearing that, and it's you know, okay. You know You're what? Those like people are stuff. fucking haters, and they're literally, literally yucking your yum, Spencer. And you know what? I I am okay with shitting on things, uh, but clearly, oh yeah, mostly just sublime in their music. But, um, <laughs> cool air quotes. Yeah. Uh, mute music. I <laughs> hate music. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Uh, no, that sounds good. I, I think that that's a good good spot for that to be in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit differently, Pike One Twenty Two. Yeah, this one was a little bit darker, kind of kind of more diverse, a little bit more. Yeah. Over, all over the place, um, and also like a definitely like moody kind of post rocky feel. Very moody, yeah. So there are a lot and, of it, yeah. yeah. Especially like uh, when it comes to like leads and stuff. There's a whole lot of wah pedal on here, a lot of like kind of angsty blues riffing. I'd say not not blues, but like you know blues rock. Um, it's pretty good. It's a it's definitely a big change from Shaded Ray. Uh, oh, by the way, this one was released two days after, on March twenty first, twenty fifteen. Nice, nice, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, definitely a change of pace after that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked this one quite a bit, actually. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, yeah, I I'd say this week the pikes got progressively better. 
I agree with that. 121 was good, 122 was better, and 123 was my favorite this week, straight up. Same, same, big same. Um, But uh, the other Oh my God, I forgot. Britt, okay. Well, I forgot. Mm -hmm. I got to talk for. So, in regards to Shaded Ray. Yeah. I played in a metal band called Shaded Enmity you for did. a couple of years. Yeah, and you did. That's like a very like unique name, and I feel like I don't see the word shaded a lot. So you like really when don't. I do see it, I like to bring that up because so, that was a fun. So actually, and, would you like to explain this to me? You played in this band for years. Okay, what the well, fuck? I guess I, what okay, the, go ahead. What the fuck does Shaded Enmity mean? Enmity. You, you, there's it's E N M I T Y. Enmity. I don't care. What does it mean? <laughs> hey, you corrected me earlier. I'm gonna correct you. Um, I don't know. Uh, enmity is like you dislike a dislike of someone or whatever, and like shaded, I guess, would be like you're coming at them like sus, but like not too sus. Oh, so like know. cloak and dagger shit. Cloak and dagger shit. Yeah, totally. That's oh, it. So, so, oh, 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 so they're a band from like around Seattle and their, their name literally means passive aggression. <laughs> totally not uh, on brand dog. Super funny. Super funny. Um, no, that was a fun, that was a fun band to play in. Uh, I, I, mean, I played a bunch of guitar solos on their last album. Mm-hmm. I didn't record any of the anything else, but I did a bunch of guitar solos on it. So yeah, if you listen to that, that's that's me shredding. It's pretty cool. Cool. Um, but that was that was funny. I, I playing in that band, I got to play some interesting shows. Um, I played a show with um, uh, Dark Tranquility. Uh, really nice guys. They played. They put on a good show. Uh, they are so tiny. They are tiny. Little they are. Guys. Their vocalist is so tiny. I took a pee next to that dude. Uh, when they played at Beatles th- two, Beatles two, three, Beatles three. That's not but... Dark Tranquility, bro. That's a, oh, I'm you're thinking, thinking of, of a dark... different. Are you sure? Wait, no. You are no, dark... thinking of a different band. Dark, dark Tranquility is a Swedish darkest... melodic death metal band. Uh, I'm thinking of the one that was like. Oh, you're thinking of uh dark, oh oh dar- you're thinking darkest... of. Darkest Hour. Darkest Hour. That's the one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We did play okay. multiple shows with Darkest Hour. Yes. Yeah. No, no. We, yeah, we did. Did we play that show at fucking Beatles 3? I, I know yes. we played a, like a summer meltdown with them, I think. Or? I don't know. We don't played a remember. summer meltdown with them. We also played with them at the um, uh, the Kincaid Bunker. You remember I, that show? I don't think I was in that in the band. At that you moment. were definitely in the band at that time. That was like, we smoked a bunch of weed before that show. I, I was so stoned when I left that show. I left my guitar in the parking lot and then like that, <laughs> it was just sitting rules. in the parking lot. And so then I drove back and like nobody had took it. So, so I was just like, oh, holy fuck. I mean, that that's, but, that's actually like a kind of a very common thing in the music world. Where, where do you think um, uh, Other Side of the Dark should be in the park? Oh, dude, Other Side of the Dark um, should be for the wedding chapel at Buckethead Land. This is the music that they play when people get married. Why is that? It's kind of dark music for getting married. I just get, it made me think of that. It made me think of people tying the knot, baby. Like, you know, like stay in pure until marriage and then like getting down and dirty. 
Day one. Saving ourselves. Saving ourselves for marriage. Saving ourselves. So the, the baby, baby carriage we're spinning the cells <laughs> until the moment's right. Saving ourselves for our wedding night. What a banger. That whole album slaps so fucking hard. It dude. slaps so hard. A- it's Anal so Cunt's good. Picnic of Love. So good. Uh, you should listen to Anal Cunt's Picnic of Love. It's a truly beautiful piece of music. <laughs> I'm not joking when I say that. Like, I'm laughing as I say it, but also, I mean it. It is it's, beautiful It's, and, it's and one great. of the most amazing pieces of, like, anti-comedy. Speaking of, like, character comedy, like Seth Putnam, <laughs> he really committed to that character in the best way. Like, I, I'm really bummed we didn't go, go and see them. Like, I, I remember the day that we were hanging out when they were playing. We hung out. We were like, we should go see Anal Cut. And then we we're like, well, let's get stoned. It was like, and, like their third to last falafels instead. Yeah. Like, we didn't. We yeah. fucking suck, Brit. We didn't we see do. them. Um, it's okay. Okay. I Without, like, knowing him or talking to him, like, I have no idea if that was just who he was or it, if it he was really been. playing a character. It has to have been who he was. Like, the, the, the picture... Of him tying off with yeah. a microphone cord while shooting heroin and getting a blowjob from a hooker is... um, It's really incredible. It's one of the most incredible photos I've ever it, seen. It's, it's it is, literally... It is my favorite Renaissance painting. Yeah. There is like such a complete story being told in that one moment in time. Yeah, it's truly. Incredible. Truly. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen that, listener... I guess I also recommend Googling yeah. Seth Putnam blowjob mm-hmm. and seeing what comes up. Or actually, uh, uh, an easier way to find it, actually, uh, Google Seth Putnam live to suck. Yeah. Uh, here, let me help great- you. Hey, Siri, Google Seth Putnam blowjob. <laughs> I hope that triggered on your end. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. God, um, yeah, 40, I don't know. Yeah, this was, is a, this is a, this is a record that, that has uh wedding music on it, man. It's wedding music. I don't know. It just made me think of that and I'm sticking with it cause that's all I got. Pike 123 scroll of the vegetable released on March 28th, 2015, just one week, seven days after Pike 122. Is it scroll of the vegetable or scroll of vegetable? It is scroll of vegetable. Sorry, scroll of vegetable. I liked this pike quite a bit. This one was Me my favorite too. one of this week. We've already established Definitely. that. I know it is uh, kind of like just a buckethead speed metal album. Yeah, it, but it's yeah. like diverse. It's yeah. diverse though. But, like but a, it's still it's still like a. I mean, like you know, there's diverse speed metal albums. It's definitely a totally. speed metal album yeah. altogether. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, and there's like some really fun melodic fast songs. There's some mm-hmm. like catchy riffs. There's even like some really thrashy parts in it. Mm-hmm. There's some like groovier, bluesier, funkier stuff in it. Yeah. It's like it's it's heavy and thrashy and fun. Yeah. Had, had a, and I actually I'd say it had a lot of flavors of like early to mid 90s Megadeth in a lot of ways. Sure. Uh, a lot I would of, say early, I would say like 80s Megadeth. 
Well, th- that's the like, thing is there are the, those bluesy parts that are more like 90s Megadeth mm-hmm. and the more melodic parts, the slower parts that are definitely more 90s Megadeth. But like the speed metal true. parts are definitely like late 80s, early 90s Megadeth yeah. stuff. But yeah, there's, I, I'd say it kind of covers a spectrum of Megadeth in a way. A uh, spectrum death. <laughs> spectrum death. That's, uh, yeah, that's a type of autism. <laughs> oh no. Mega spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> That's that, that is Where exact, are you on the mega spectrum? That's uh, exactly what um, uh, Dave Mustaine is diagnosed with. He's definitely the on the mega spectrum. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, and, and we recently learned um, a bass player. Uh, Dave Ellison? What's his name? Dave Ellison. Not on the mega spectrum, no longer. No, he jerked I mean, off too much. He, got, he wasn't and, ever really on the mega spectrum. We both seen his dick, so he's on the. We did. You know, did we talk about that on here? Did we talk about the fact that we watched the video? I, I watched it for like two seconds. I was like, okay, well now. I've seen yeah, him. like, but I mean, I watched him come a few times. You know. Oh, did you, oh, so you watched you watched like several of the videos then? Yeah. I mean, like, well, I skimmed through them. Like, I uh-huh. wasn't. Oh, you you scrubbed them. Oh, yeah, I okay. scrubbed them. Yeah, yeah. I wanted, just... like, I wanted to see the moments. Yeah, you let know? me let me just uh, let me just bring this up in VLC. <laughs> do a quick scrub. Okay, okay. And there's the money shot. All right, number two. Need to see more. No, Dave no. So I actually dick. only watched the the one video, the one that I sent you. Oh, does he come multiple times? Or. No, I think I just watched the video, the same video. Oh, times. oh! So when you say you've seen him come multiple times, you you've seen him come <laughs> one time, multiple, multiple times. times. Thanks for like really that's, drilling down there. You know you, what? You really, I think I think that's worse, Spencer. I'm 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 investigating this because like I don't. I think well, that's like you know what? Like here's the thing. You know what? You ultimately I don't even remember because that that mm-hmm. that tweet got deleted, right? It did. And yeah. so like I'm pretty sure. I mean, maybe I only watched it one time. I don't know. It's just like I feel like I watched it multiple times. Maybe it just like right. burned into my brain and replayed in my my brain a bunch mm-hmm. of times. I'm not sure. And so but it, it well, was a, the thing it was too, a traumatic like, event, you know. I, I will say, whoever released those videos, um, I think, gosh, and it it's really contingent on if he was like preying on her before she was 18. But actually, gosh. Like the person who released those videos was kind of in the wrong, I think. Like unedited everything. Like they could have like released them to media or something, so it could be known that he definitely did this. But like just exposing pornography of people that they send between private parties of consensual age, like that's not fucking okay. That's like revenge porn shit, and that's not okay with anybody. Yeah, there's a lot of layers there. There is, and so like yeah, and like. Whereas, yeah, I, I just don't think it's okay. Like, um, gosh, there's a lot of layers there. Really, a lot of but layers. Like, exposing overall, though, like, like not uh, good. It's not, not good. good. It's bad for, for his image. Yeah, especially since you know he's got kids and a family, and we don't know if there's an arrangement there or not. We assume there's probably not, and he was doing this extramaritally. Which, like, who the fuck cares? He's a metal musician. Like, that's between him and his family. But it was fucking very public, and we've all seen his dick now. 
And yeah, so, that's rough, dude. And like that—that's why, like, uh, I—I I think a while ago I said we were going to talk about more of the comments about that in like various segments on the show because no, it did. was we, kind we, of funny. We, 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 and we did talk about it a little bit, but like, like a part full, of like part, um, part of the reason I didn't come it, yeah. back to it a bunch was because like, like there was just a lot of dumb comments where it was people that are just like oblivious to the fact that like, dude, if you're trying to run a business and Megadeth is a business, right? Like They're you like, can't have your shit associated with well, this. No, no and we it's talked like, about that. We talked about that. And, okay. Uh, going, going back. Cause I remember this, uh, this conversation very specifically um, because, you know, I edit all the shows and listen to them after I edit them. Uh, uh, hey, Britt, do you edit the shows and listen to them after you edit them? I absolutely do edit the shows and listen to them after I edit them. But uh, Oh, that's so good. When, I, I love when, that. When, Thanks, I, Britt. when I edited the show and listened to it several times and then listened uh-huh. to it after I edited it fully and put it out to the world, um, uh-huh. the most reasonable comment in that section when we were talking about that was from someone named like MAGA Mom 1776. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. she said, like, Dave Elvison should have just like bowed out, said, "Hey, I need to take time to take care of my family," and just been like, "I'll, I'll, I'll be back." But he didn't do that, so uh, Dave Mustaine made that choice for him. And yeah. both of us were like, "Fucking MAGA mom, how is this reasonable, MAGA?" Yeah, but that it was the reasonable. most reasonable comment because reasonable. like that's obviously what happened. Yeah, you know, yeah, and it's like. You can't have your shit associated with this bullshit, you know? No, like no. your if your it's, brand it's, is just like, hey, we make optics. metal. It's all optics. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's bad optics, dude. You right. don't want that. Like And you know what? If he would have just fucking bowed out, said, I need to take care of my family. Yeah. You know, you know who would have backed him up there? Family people and people who were stoked that he was like, you know, potentially like fucking an eighteen year old. Like everyone would have <laughs> been like, that's reasonable. You're a rock star with problems. Go take care of your problems and come back and be a rock star. Everyone would have liked that, but he, you know, he didn't. And so the decision was made for him. Yikes. <laughs> right. So, and here's the thing, like if we ever get big Spencer, I just need you to know there. Oh God. I don't, I don't want to be a part of your apology videos. <laughs> I'm not apologizing for anything. <laughs> I, there's tons of jerk off videos of me everywhere, but they uh-huh. were all like between very consensual parties and no one was under age that I ever even knew anything about. Like it's all, it's all above board and like, okay, trust me. We're good. We're good. All right. Like, all right. We're good. <laughs> I've done the research. <laughs> you love to see it. You love yeah. to research it. Um, speaking of which, I researched Scroll of Vegetable by listening to it. Me too. And it was pretty darn good. It was a cool would, speed metal album for the most part. Dude, uh, it's it gotta be the soundtrack to a sick vegetarian restaurant at Buckethead oh. Land. No, no, you know what? No, no, no. You know what it is? What? It's a, it's a roller coaster, but all of the carts are shaped like vegetables. Like you're getting a big cucumber with a bunch of people. I like that. Yeah. I'd like and, and there's a big like carrot. an eggplant and a carrot mm-hmm. and a kiwi, a big potato, <laughs> yeah, a tuber, yeah, yeah. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, uh, it would be cool if during part of the the roller coaster they throw lettuce at you. Oh, oh yeah. So like a like a wind tunnel, but it's actually just a lettuce tunnel. 
Yeah. And it's like, well, it's a wind tunnel and a lettuce tunnel. And it's just like, <laughs> it's perpetually just like recycling all this lettuce. Maybe lettuce, uh, yeah, lettuce is light. And so it's a good idea for that reason. But like, the problem is it wilts so easily. And so like, is there anything yeah, quite as light so that wouldn't like get so gross so quick? Maybe cabbage? Cabbage is pretty dense, but and it also yeah. goes bad. I mean, not as quickly as lettuce. It's much better. Ooh, how about red cabbage? Okay. Maybe a shredded yeah, red, red cabbage, cabbage is pretty hearty. Shredded, shredded red cabbage. Maybe just yeah, slaw them. Hit them with a slaw. <laughs> just... Yes, hit them with a slaw. We are now entering the slaw tunnel. <laughs> Sick. Uh yeah, that sounds great. I'm I'm here for that, hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Did What's you hear the about the new uh the new legislation concerning uh, shredded cabbage, um, carrots and onions? Tell me. They're calling it a Coles law. <laughs> it's an early bucket joke, folks. You don't hear yeah, that? That's that's, too a, that's often? a Coles law joke. We keep those separate from the bucket jokes. I don't want uh-huh. my fucking bucket jokes tainted, okay? Uh, okay? The coleslaw joke is dirty, and it stays on its own. True, I agree. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> don't don't try to put the fucking coleslaw joke in my bucket jokes, okay, Spencer? That's <laughs> that's fucked, dude. Like, seriously, bro? You're gonna... <laughs> I, I like that. I like this energy. Channel yeah. it. Because uh, where we're going, uh, you're gonna need it. Oh. Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where are we going, Spencer? Into the bucket void. Statements from the bucket void. Bucket void. No, oh, my God. Wow, we're here. Look at that. Uh, YouTube user Jeff Ziv... Oh, my God. Zivkovic? Zivkovic. Says one of a a Polish, one of them Polish. A Pole says, "Can't trust him." What? I I don't. I don't. I don't like where this is going. Uh, Says (laughs) six years ago, he doesn't play in major keys very often, but man, is it beautiful when he does. And Douglas Quaid responds five years ago. So a year later, (laughs) responds says. Noob question, but what's a major key? And Jeff responds, actually, I'm not totally sure, but my hunch is C or G. (laughs) And so it's interesting because he almost got this right. Like the album is, uh, I mean, it's a lot of major chords and a lot of major guide tones. He, Oh yeah, for sure. Most of his chords have major thirds and or major sevenths in them. Um, However, he plays in major chords all the fucking time. He's, uh, you know, in my opinion, actually a very, like, modal musician in that. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, he does a lot of chromatic shredding here and there. But on the whole, most of his stuff is very melodic and very, like, based on very traditional chords and chord structures, of which most tend to be quite modal. Yeah. Yeah. He does a lot of just like major chords, minor chords with nothing but a third, a fifth, and or a seventh at most. He does Mm -hmm. a lot of like major and minor power chords that have nothing but the tonic or the root. 
and the flat or major third. Um, and you know, I respect that. It, it, it makes for good, like instrumental music. It's, um, especially if you're layering it with other stuff, it uh, gives a lot of room for like solos and things like that. That's and, true. Uh, it makes for lots a very of room good, for solos. Chunky, big, rhythms, long, easy to palm mute. Like, there's a lot of mm-hmm. lot of utility in what he does and how he constructs things. Uh, I would say that's but, pretty true. I like the idea of just understanding the idea of major and minor keys by just being like, yeah, C, C major. That's yeah. a minor. That's a major. That's the major key. Yeah, or just being like, <laughs> this music makes me happy. It's in a major key. Or this is sad music. It's in a minor key, which is kind of true most kind of, time, of but kind but of not exactly. kind of. But it's yeah, it's it's so much more complicated than that because you know, in in a traditional like you know even a three chord blues structure, you have a major, a minor, and a major, and so or a major and two minors a lot of the time, and it's uh you know even though the whole thing is in one key. You're employing a lot of different keys there and you do key changes and shit like that. Like a lot of stuff goes on in music and Buckethead's music is pretty diverse and pretty fluid and it moves a lot for the most part. So that's true. Yeah. uh, Like saying something's like in a major key. eh, It really depends. I wouldn't really just slap that on any of Buckethead's music. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, man, we had some interesting, we had some interesting comments this week. Did we? Uh, Pike, uh, 121 shaded Ray actually had quite a lot of comments. Um, Which is interesting because I don't think it had a ton of, uh, views even. I think it was only like 15,000 or 20,000 views or something. Yeah. 94 comments on, on one of those. Cause there's always like multiple posts of it, but like on one of those posts, yeah, 93, 94 comments. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Green Robot just gets the heart of everything here and asks, five years ago, is Buckethead God? I mean... I mean, he could be. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I would be okay with that. I'd be, I'd be okay with a Bucket deity. Yeah. I think, I think um, there's like a British band whose name asks this uh, question the best. They're called... Uh, Radiohead? God or astronaut, I want to say. Oh yeah, yeah, a god or bucket, Ed. Yeah, I, you know he could be an astronaut too. He's got the whole. He could be wearing a spacesuit. We don't know. That the whole is get true. up could be a spacesuit, right? That seems like logical. We can't see that he doesn't have like a breathing apparatus. This is true. Mm-hmm. This is true. Yeah, he. Uh, I could see him traveling through space, looking like that. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, what a, what a, yeah. I I mean, like, I guess there's no proof that any of us aren't God. I mean, or are we all God? Yeah. Maybe we're all God experiencing itself. Are all we are, we are the youth of the nation. Wow. I guess they really did say it best, huh? They really did. Is that POD? That's POD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Payable on debt. Death. Death. Payable on debt. Like, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. KeyBank presents Payable on Debt. 
We are, we are. <laughs> Overdraft fees. <laughs> I don't know. Don't, don't uh, God, I haven't overdrafted in like years. And that's weird, right? I, I've had a credit union that allowed you to turn it off. And so Ooh, I was God. always like, yeah, that's of course awesome. I'll turn that wait, off. Wait, Why would Alaska, I want USA? to do that? Alaska, um, USA or BCU? Yeah. Alaska, USA. What? Oh, wait a second. Oh, that's right. Because they had that thing where they like basically like put it into like a separate credit account you could pay off. Yeah. Okay, no, I, 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 mine just, just didn't have it. Like it just hmm. like not withdraw money. And, oh, oh, interesting. Okay. That, that's, oh, so it would just deny you. Mm-hmm. I can't deny you. I feel so alive. Wow. That's what my ATM said to me, and I just fucking overdrafted my ass all through that, that was my two POD songs. Brett, what is happening? I'm so excited right I'm, now. I'm a, I'm a real POS tonight. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah. Payable on Seth Putnam. It's barely a joke. Mm, it really isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't what, don't give that to me. That's not Brit, a joke. Brit, let me lay, let me lay something on you. It's uh, it's nineteen or, or sorry, it's it's two thousand four. You're posting on a base forum, and your your screen name is Podfan four twenty. And what that means is both you're a fan of Pod and a fan of the Line Six Pod series. No, no, yeah, the Line Six base pod rack uh-huh. mounted unit uh-huh. which guess who owned one yeah it was well, you. wait i'm sorry guess who still owns one <laughs> you should play some pod on that pod it's, it's up in alaska and like one of the control things like the the switches like sheared off or something and so it makes it really hard to fucking deal with so maybe i should get that fixed and like Start using that and make all my music sound like new metal again. I I could fix it myself. That's nothing. That's just literally like soldering a new like control switch. I just have to find the right size. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, yeah. Fuck yeah. Pod recommended. What else else we got in the bucket, Um, boy, my dude? Bucketbot says two years ago, Buckethead's music, my life's reanimation, perfusion, plugged into my cord veins, fluidizing liquid metal for bodies, revitalization, having purpose, survival into coma state world. All right. So this is statements <laughs> from the Bucket Void, not uh, 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 audio explanations of Alex Gray paintings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is like the alt text that comes over when you like. Yeah, yeah. This hover is the, over it. This is the, this is the, uh, an explanation of a tool album cover for the blind. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is yeah, accessibility we're doing here. right here. This is really scre- screaming a lot out there into this, the world. On, on um, a, this is honestly this this I I'm gonna dub this uh, episode of statements from the bucket void statements from the accessibility void. Shit. Um, Hell yeah. Camilla Puccini, which sounds like a really delicious Italian food. Mm-hmm. Uh, Puccini. That, 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 that sounds like what Kamala Harris calls her pussy. <laughs> what? Uh, says, Camilla, Camilla just Puccini? Disco- Come on. Just, just discovered this pike now. Love it. It's beautiful. It has a Boston type of sound, which really cheered me up. Bucket legend. 
So I'm guessing this was for Pike 121 Shaded Ray? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, for the Boston sound. Because, yeah, there, yeah. there is a lot of like major chord play in there. Um, at least the first song is definitely, I could see where they're coming from with the Boston sound. Definitely, um, definitely. Get, yeah. Boston, um, interesting band. Interesting band. They do suck. However, I have an immense amount of respect for their guitarist. Yeah. Because and the he, shit that he did in like the 70s, he mm-hmm. built he, like so that first Boston record was the first major record release that was home recorded. It was recorded right. in his home studio. Yes, and and also uh the Boston records are one of the very first records ever where the guitar is recorded DI. Yeah, that's true. Because he yeah. created he created his own like basically like DI tube effects thing that he later made into a commercial thing that's uh like a commercial like kind of headphone guitar amp that's still used like widely by a lot of guitarists. Um I forget what it's called, but it's fucking amazing and it sounds great and it always has and it always will. But uh, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, mad respect to the guitarist of Boston, but fuck Boston. Their music's dumb as shit. Uh, that first Boston record, they, they got some bangers on there. They're all right. They're all yeah. right. I'm not, I'm not super huge about classic rock, but Boston's no. all right. Boston's all right. They're, I, I have a certain amount of respect for them, but, dude, their music sucks. <laughs> it's um, like... YouTube user Tweekend27 shares an issue I think we all deal with. Everybody's twerking for the Tweekend. (laughs) That's the name of the episodes. Uh, They say, problem is, I just can't listen to Buckethead. I always got to play the mouth guitar and imitate every note of every song I listen to. Don't we mouth? all? Yeah, yeah. That's just I mean, normal, dude. Yeah. So the mouth guitar is that yeah. What you, that's what I call sucking a uh, a, a six inch dick or a six string, as I like to call it. Playing the, the old yeah, mouth yeah, guitar. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, what you're saying? wouldn't that be it's more whatever. of like a mouth like recorder or like saxophone? That's giving it a lot of credit, isn't it? Six inches, like it's a, it's a, it's it's like. It's maybe a mouth harmonica or a mouth like kazoo. Mandolin. It's not, I mean, it's not like, it's, I mean, it's not like a Barry Sax or anything. It's not like a monster dong or nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. That, that is yeah, true. Yeah, it's, it's, it's maybe an alto sax at best on the on the horn scale. If we're comparing horns to dicks. <laughs> horns to which horns. Which I do often. Yeah, horns, horns to what? Horns to horns. I guess that is a horn in a way. Yeah, horn, I, I like horny. to think of the dong as a horn. You know, <laughs> yeah, the horn rises, <laughs> you know, yeah, as they say. They don't. They really don't. <laughs> they definitely say no, that. Shut up. Who's they? You, I'd like to know them so I can never talk to them. And you know uh, what What else is being said? YouTube user Rizal Nadim says, love from India, you rule, buck. Hell yeah. Big love to India. Yeah. Um, we love India. We also like, love calling up, Buckethead like, Buck. Yeah, uh, like a hundred percent. Like uh, oddly, no sarcasm here. Fucking love India. Every Indian person I've ever met in my life, fucking rocks straight up. Like hell yeah, it's a cool culture. 
pretty much all the, I mean, there is some toxic relig- religious shit, a lot of toxic religious shit there, but at least but like all of the expats. Everywhere. Yeah, at least all of the expats I met, like, God, fucking like Hindus, Hare Krishnas, Sikhs, they're fucking rad, dude. Like all of them. They're all fucking rad. They're like religion, but in like a cool way. Um, I had a, um, a Tamil roommate named Raja when I lived in uh, Colorado. And his yeah. mom lived around the area and she was Hare Krishna. So like on Sundays, like he'd be like, hey, uh, you want to get really high and go to the Hare Krishna temple? There's like free food. And like we were poor as fuck. So we're like, yeah. So, <laughs> as so, you do. As we did. And it fucking rocked, dude. Dude, the far because the thing about like, like th- you don't even have to come to the service or anything because like people will wander in like an hour after the service when they know like food's being served. And you can just, like, go at any time. They will fucking, like, Hare Krishna's temples, if you're a vagabond or you're a traveler or you just don't have anywhere to go or anything, you go to one of those places and you're like, hey, I'm just, like, traveling around and I don't have anything. They'll just give you shit. They'll fucking feed you. They'll fucking, like, give you a room to stay in. They're fucking rad goddamn people. Um, And, you know, I've had a a couple Sikh uh, customers and... Sikhs are fucking rad, dude. Like, by religion, they always carry a dagger on them. That's pretty sick. I gotta say, I like I wasn't prepared for that. I do They I always like have that. a fucking like a fucking like scimitar, like bit like this this cool, awesome curved dagger on them. So so their religion mandates uh a couple weird things like uh they can't like cut their hair or beard really. They can trim it, but like so they always have to have a turban to tie up their hair. Uh, they always have to have their beard, and they always have to have their uh, ceremonial knife. And their ceremonial knife, um, the like the religious purpose of it is it is only ever to be used in commission of helping others. And that's kind of like a big basis of their religion is Sikhs help those. Seek and destroy. That might have to be the name of the episode. <laughs> I like that. She can just, that's fucking rad, dude. <laughs> I'm writing that down. Uh, oh, actually, I had, uh, uh, at the end of this, remind me, we need to choose between two titles for the last episode because we have two of the best titles ever. That's great. Uh, keep going, though. You were talking. <laughs> you interrupted yourself. Sikhs rule. All the Indian religions, if done right, (laughs) religions done right are fucking cool. Uh, The problem is religions are done poorly most of the time. And Uh, and like even religions done well are abused by people, by bad actors up to no good to achieve their own goals. And that's a hundred percent. Religion sucks from a lot of different ways. I mean, really everything comes back to, the theme song from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. A couple of guys that are up to no good start Started making trouble, trouble in my neighborhood. Or your religion or anywhere. It's really just a, it's usually just a couple of guys, to be honest. The the worst things in history, including this podcast, have always been done by two white men. Uh, That's true. That is, that is accurate. No, it's not. I'm not a man. Fuck you, Spencer. No oh, gender. fuck. <laughs> Then walked right into that one. Boom! Gotcha, <laughs> bitch! Gender <laughs> trap! 
shit. <laughs> shit. Okay. Um, anywho, getting back on track here, uh, Dreo149 says, one year ago with the big brain thoughts here, mm-hmm. does anyone ever just listen to a Buckethead song and feel like their emotions are going to explode because you aren't sure what you're feeling anymore? Yeah, that's just regular, dude. That's just called depression. <laughs> yeah. You're, no, no, that's not depression. Your emotions are going to explode. Like, depression is like having no emotions, and you're like... Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like it can take out a lot of different things. I think that, like, neither of... Yeah. No, no, no I, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I think um, either of those things can happen to you when you're depressed. The, yeah, they can. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I have a lot of... Uh, categories of depression because i know a mm. lot of people who uh, deal with it including yeah. maybe me um <laughs> but honestly like the the strong emotions don't really come from depression i don't feel they, they come from either manic depression or mania like when you actually when you have a rise when you actually feel something like depression is literally the lack of that the inability the inability to feel things uh, fundamentally, like, and sure. the only within depression, I feel like mostly the only real emotion that comes from it is the rejection of that feeling or the lack thereof, like the trying to escape that, which, uh, you know, is largely the, um, a David Foster Wallace, a uh, famous depressed person who hung himself for being depressed uh talked about this famous depressed person david foster wallace yeah infinite uh depressed yeah Uh, (laughs) infinite pressed uh so he uh you know what i gotta do you know i i I gotta like take the cover of infinite jest and photoshop it onto like a seven string guitar and then put infinite jest and it's like D-G-E-S-T. <laughs> <Infinite> genst. <laughs> yeah. Infinite or just genst. infinite gent, but with like the clouds and shit <laughs> yeah, would be so yeah. awesome. Yeah. That, no, that's go. actually a great name. That's, that's you, a you great, need to make yeah, that, dude. Make infinite gent. Like, that'll, that'll fucking land. All, yeah. <laughs> that's good as hell. Fuck, tag me on that. That's, all right. that's a collab. It's a collab. Um, it's pretty good. Um, but, you know, he, he famously... Um, compared depression to being in a burning building. And, you know, if you're in a burning building and you know, you have the, like the sense of impending doom and you see the fire, like ravaging the hallway, you feel the smoke in your lungs and you see two options. You can either jump out the window immediately and end it all, or you can just wait and like have this sense, this constant sense of impending doom and just wait for everything to get worse. Right. And that's what he compared it to. And he couldn't oh, yeah. take the, that, that building on fire. And so he jumped out the window and, uh, took what a lot of people call the easy way out, but what I call the cool way out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a way, it's a way out, you know, uh, unfortunately yeah. we see that happen to quite a few people. Um, yeah. I, one of a recent anniversary of that was, uh, Chester Bennington's death from, uh, Lincoln. Gosh, 
Yeah. We should save that bucket joke for later. Oh, fuck. Um, it's actually, it's not what you think, it but better it does not involve be what I Chester Bennington. Um, <laughs> <laughs> user Ivo Luro says it's something we can all relate to. <laughs> I don't know how this can happen. Every random pike I listen to is amazing. Mm-hmm. I just choose this one and I get a orgasm. This dude came. Well, this listened. was on this was on one twenty two or one twenty three. I hope it was one twenty three. I think it was one twenty three. Okay, good. Because yeah, th- this is definitely kind of an orgasm. It's, it's fucking rocks. Like, um, and I sometimes wonder how, like, I I feel like our perception of Buckethead and his output and these pikes would very much change had we decided to do this podcast one at a time or randomly. Yeah. Like the fact that the fact that we're doing them in three, three pike blocks contiguously, mm-hmm. I think like flavors our understanding of exactly what he's doing here, which I don't think is bad because we actually get like kind of a, I'd say a more historical perspective on exactly what he was doing at very specific periods of time, you know? Yeah. 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 Agreed. 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 Uh, pretty weird stuff. Burn P Nucks. I don't know what that means. Uh, says my neck is tired from 10 minutes of nodding to pirate treasure. Nasty. (laughs) Neck is tired from nodding for 10 minutes like that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what gets you. Wow, he would suck as a gay dude, straight up. (laughs) I mean, no, he wouldn't suck because his neck would get too tired. The neck would get too tired. He would be a bullshit Uh, motherfucking gay dude. Yeah, totally. Nick Colby Mm. says, I don't need drugs to enjoy this, just to enhance it. (laughs) I like the idea of just proclaiming, "I I don't need drugs. In no, the comment no, that, section that, is pretty that good. Dude, that dude rocks. I love that comment. Hell yeah. 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 That hell dude yeah, rocks yeah. the hardest. I'm a hell yeah. I'm going to give that one the hell yeah exclamation point uh, in all caps of the week. Yeah. Um, hell yeah. Um, so we're, we're going to do something just a little bit different here. And mm-hmm. okay, I'm just doing this because I just want to share this. I think it's funny. And that's okay. why we're going to do it. That's, um, that's fair. But you're well, you're well, a partner was, in this this ridiculous venture you can do whatever you want uh and i I can edit it out if i need to so (laughs) so while i was doing my tales from the bucket void uh or statements from the bucket void research today i got a message uh on instagram from one of my followers that says i don't know if this is meme worthy but we have an ad on craigslist for subletting a room at our place here in new york and just got this hilariously batshit response and then sent me a screenshot. I'm going to read to you the screenshot. Mm -hmm. Please do. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give this person a fake name. This person that sent this to me did not cut the name out. So we talked about that. I was like, I'm going to cut that name out. But uh, let's say their name is uh, Greg Johnson. Um, So they say, hello, how are you today? Saw the ad for the room and wanted to know if the room is still available. I'm Greg Johnson. Pleasure to meet you via email. I'm originally from California and I've been living in Brooklyn for three years now. I do security full time and can easily cover the rent. I'm fully vaccinated and very clean. 
I'm respectful and keep to myself. In my private life, I'm active in the swinger lifestyle as a bull to cuckold couples. Cuckolding is a marriage where the husband derives sexual pleasure from watching his wife have sex with a man who has a larger penis. Parentheses, me. As a bull, I'm the third party brought into the cuckold relationship, meant to have sex with the wife while the husband feels both humiliated and turned on while watching his wife be better satisfied. (laughs) The women in these relationships have a sexual preference for well-hung black men like myself. I'm very, very sorry if I explained too much. I'm just an honest and direct person. I wanted to be direct with you so you could get a better understanding of who I am as a potential roomie. I'm open-minded and all about sex positivity as long as it's safe. Again, I'm deeply sorry for explaining too much. In my private life is too much. I totally understand if you feel uncomfortable. If not, I would love to view the room. If they didn't rent to him, they're fucking racists, right? Yeah, that's how that works, probably. Yeah, yeah, no, they're definitely racists. Um, uh, well, I, I, I mean, there's, I have, I, you know, I have issues with this because, <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, uh, I, um, I I love uh, uh, I love the detail put into it, and I love that it just it, takes a turn, just right, like out of nowhere. You're like, "Well, let me tell you all about cuckolding." All right. I, I mean, it is no. So, so you know, he's he. There are inaccuracies with exactly how bullying and cuck culture works exactly, and he, he definitely has a very specific experience here, but I do feel there is a very specific experience, especially served to um, black bulls that service white couples. Ah, yeah. See, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Yeah. It seems very specific. It is. It is very specific because. um, (laughs) Let it out. I, I know some people who may have bowled several times in their life and like the big thing a lot of times the 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 cucker the like the male guy who wants to watch their hot wife or you know partner in general be like um yeah. fucked yeah just like wants to feel like out of control or out of power. And it really doesn't necessarily have to do with like anything specifically physically, although they do very much look for like people who are just physically like bigger and more powerful than them. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, there's a lot of contingencies there. And I feel like he's definitely overgeneralizing at the same time. You know, there is a general statement to be made about the scene, and a lot of times it is white couples looking to bring like a, a black dude with a huge dick into the situation. I'd say cool. that's literally fifty percent of that whole scene, but I don't think you can overgeneralize because that's only fifty percent of that whole scene. Nice. Ah, uh, 
<laughs> cool. Uh, thanks. Very cool, Britt. Um, anyways. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to inform the people. All right. I'm here. Th- yeah, thanks for listening here to my, for. T- you're an educator. My, my TED talk. Yeah. 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 Bum, bum, uh, bum, bum. The more, you know, um, speaking of you, uh, <laughs> Here's a statement from the Britain Void. Friday, January 8th at 11.06 a.m. <laughs> I like that it's so early in the day. You texted me. <laughs> Do you wait, wait, think... Wait, 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 what, what, what year? This year? Uh, this year, yeah. Oh, this God. is 2021. This is a recent one. Um, you said... <laughs> Do you think the guy from U2 goes by Edge because he likes to take a long time to come? This is a legitimate question. That's a legitimate question. I, I just wanted the people to know about it. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. Um, uh, and then an, a, a, a final statement from the Britain Void to close us out today. Mm-hmm. July 24th, 2020 at 8.14 p.m. Mm-hmm. He said, what does Picard say when he comes? And What's then res- then responded to yourself. Make it blow. Statements from the Bucket Boys. Bucket Boys. It's time, huh? Yeah, it is. Spencer, what do you got to recommend to me this week? What? It's not how this works. Yes, it is. Wait, it is? Oh, shit. <laughs> did you forget the format yeah, of the I show did, we've been doing for 40 episodes? I yeah, mean, I, I, guess, I forgot the format. I guess, I guess we've only had this format for 18 episodes, so. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Um, <clears throat> so, I do I do have a really good recommendation, though. No, um, so, my recommendation for you is, have you ever heard of the band, The KLF? I have not, no. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about this band and then recommend that you listen to them. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to read a little bit about their uh, of their Wikipedia to you. Um, the KLF, also known as the Justified Ancients of Moo Moo, the Jams, the Time Lords, and other names, are a British well, electronic band. No, no, I have. The guys in who burned a million dollars? In 1987, yeah, I know exactly. No, I know exactly. Oh no, 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 no! I had a weird protracted discussion with someone outside a bar about them. A British per. God, what was that? Who was that? No, they've been on my radar for a long time. Yeah, yes. go ahead. I'm sorry. Please, it's please okay. read more about them because I find them fascinating. They're yes, awesome. So they are fucking fascinating. They uh, did a bunch of wild shit. Mm-hmm. Um, among that being, uh, and the, the climax of all of that being, they uh, literally burned a million pounds sterling, mm-hmm. which is insane. Like on they, stage, right? Or something like uh, that? Or so they, they held a, a big know, event where they yeah, did yeah. it. And then mm-hmm. they pressed the ashes from it into a brick and mm-hmm. filmed the brick for 40 minutes and then aired a a video of the brick for 40 minutes and named it brick. And, uh, yeah, they, they've done a bunch of weird art projects. I I think my favorite thing about that is if I'm not correct, they borrowed against their record contract in order to get that million pounds. And then just like basically like bounced on their fucking record contract right after that. 
So I haven't read much about that incident. So, so like, so, in, so in I, know, I know for a fact it, in it, one it of was, the interviews, it was the, borrowed. Uh, it was largely borrowed money. Like, well, from in one of the interviews, oh. one of the dudes says that that was most of their earnings for the the whole time they were in the band. And I, I guess that would make sense because they were actually pretty successful in like the late so 80s. Late 80s, early 90s, mm-hmm. they were very successful, yeah. like extremely successful, mm-hmm. actually. Um, which is, is which weird is that they so didn't like continue well, on Well, so, that, okay, okay, you're getting ahead yeah. of, you're getting, yeah, yeah. You're getting too ahead. Okay, so yeah, yeah. we're getting too ahead. Um, anyways, so they too started releasing singles in the late 80s and they released a bunch of like dance and techno music singles yep. that were extremely successful. Yeah. Um, and then... After that, didn't they, they have a, didn't started, they have one with the vocalist from Cockatoo Twins or something like that? I'm not sure. I think that mistaken. sounds right. Um, so, right. in collab, here's one thing they did in collaboration with the sorry in, in collaboration with Extreme Noise Tower. Uh, oh, fuck, I can't talk. In oh. collaboration with Extreme Noise Terror, the grindcore band. Yeah, who are awesome. Uh, they attended the Brit Awards in 1992, mm-hmm. where they fired machine gun blanks into the audience and dumped a dead sheep at the after show party. Yes, uh, which was really fucking wild. And so then that was the event in which they announced their retirement from the music industry. So after that, they burned a million fucking pounds. Then they deleted their entire back catalog and removed their music from the world. So, I don't, I don't really have heroes often, but these dudes are so fucking badass. This, this is the <laughs> sickest shit. Like these motherfuckers. What is it about weird British musicians? Like these motherfuckers and like Chumba Wumba are the only people I actually look up to in this world at this point. Like, yeah, holy shit, that See, rules. So- Check this yeah. out. So the reason I actually recommend this band is because, like I said, they kind of removed their music from the world for a long time. Like yeah. the 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 albums that they released were still out there, obviously, but like it wasn't available on streaming. There wasn't any videos of them online or anything until December thirty first, twenty twenty, in which the two guys, the two creators of the KLF, they started re releasing their old music and they put up a bunch of their old like live videos and stuff. Yeah, and I've been. I went down a rabbit hole watching their live videos, and yeah. they are the most incredible band I've ever seen in my life. Like, no I'm not shit. even joking. It, they, it they're so yeah. good. Like, awesome. you, okay, okay. I'll send I, you the video. I'm gonna check Actually, them out. You know, like, when, I'm, when we're I'm done with this, into, you're just gonna watch them with me because okay. they're they're yeah. so fucking like, good. I'm into just the ethos of this. Like, this yeah. is if if I became famous, this is not outside of the realm. And you know me probably better than anyone but like my brother like yep. you know if i actually like got very successful this is very not outside of the ideas i have w- to do with my success i'd be like what if i uh, yes. what if i just said fuck it and just like burned all my money and you'd be like yeah Brit, you shouldn't do like that but do. that is on brand <laughs> like it, it is, is on brand it is, it is I, very, I would agree i would say that, that is yeah, definitely something like, you could that do that is like real anarchist fucking shit right there. That's awesome as fuck. It like, is. A- it is awesome as fuck and it is real anarchist shit. And so that's why I recommend this band. So yeah, yeah. go to YouTube, type in the KLF and watch the videos that come up. That is what I'm telling you, the listener what, and what to is, do. What, what does the KLF stand for? Uh, I don't know. 
Actually. Um. Uh. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it doesn't actually have anything. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it doesn't. They already have. Yeah. They have the K Foundation. Yeah. Other shit. But anyways, uh, listen to the KLF. They're fucking sick. Yeah. Highly, highly inventive and like truly unique and interesting music too. I mean, like the music truly, is actually very, very good. Truly, and rad. truly art rock that that really puts art before the rock, which I feel is amazing and like yeah. really underdone. Their music videos, the which music you're gonna watch here soon, mm-hmm. really sell that in a pretty cool way. You'll Hell see yeah. what I mean. I love it. I love it. Um, cool. But yeah, Hell that yeah. band's sick. Brett, what you got to recommend me? Uh, uh, by the way, your uh, LED lights are beginning to make your room look really fucking sick. Yeah, it looks uh, sick you, in here right, now, right? right? Yeah, like yeah, when it's yeah. dark in here, mm-hmm. I got it all set up. It's gonna no, it it's looks really, really sick. Cool. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. So I I will only um, depending on the time of year, I'm only gonna come to your place after 6 p.m. Just so you know. Yeah. So we should be so good. I, I the lighting I should be handle great. like light. It's it's bullshit. I hate it. Natural light is only for when I'm outdoors. When I'm indoors, natural light is a no-no. It's bad juju, dog. Hate to bad see juju. it. So what I'm going to recommend this week is something uh, I talked about earlier. Um, I kind of ruined it for myself, but uh, Neil Hamburger. Um, if, if you find anything uh, I say in any way humorous, it was informed at one point by, by Neil Hamburger. That's it, true. That is yeah, true. Like, like, uh, you you pointed it out to me a while ago, and it's weird because I hadn't listened to Neil Hamburger in probably years. At that point, you're like, you're making like Neil Hamburger jokes about like metal bands only we care about, and I was like, <laughs> oh shit, I think I am. Maybe I should listen to Neil Hamburger, and I did, and. You are a hundred percent correct. Like that just seeped into my bones, and like, there's literally like two entire like premises and punchlines that I just accidentally ripped off straight up. Like, <laughs> I believe because, that. Yeah. Because, it, but I, I use like different bands, but like the idea behind everything is just a direct rip off. Um, but you know, it, it, it's difficult when you you have a specific sense of humor and you find a very specific alternative comedian that fills that need. And yeah. That is Neil yeah. Hamburger to me. Like, um, true, true that he is, he is a king of both character comedy and anti-comedy and beyond just recommending Neil Hamburger, I would very much recommend the, uh, podcast comedy on vinyl. And there is a episode, uh, I mean, it's been around for like 10 years and this guy has talked to like hundreds, maybe thousands of comedians at this point about different comedy albums, but there's one specific episode where Greg Turkington uh, talks specifically about character comedy and specifically about Andrew Dice Clay's The Day the Laughter Died. What? I don't even know what that is. Honestly, we have to skip that because I have another 30 minutes to talk about that album specifically. It's Fair. entirely outside of the opinions I heard on that podcast. Like wild. I, wild. I, I mean, uh, Andrew Dice Clay um is a very interesting character. Uh 
in my opinion, one of the best character comedies that's ever existed, but a character comedy that I think maybe went too far. And sometimes character comedians, and he's very prototypical of this, um, sometimes character comedians just become their character and they never come back. And that, that I think is the case of Andrew Dice Clay. I don't think he was the person his character was before he started doing comedy like that. But after he started doing comedy like that, he became that person, which I think is super interesting. And, you know, there's there's a lot to be said about identity and like becoming who you want to become or like willfully being someone who maybe you're not naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I've got another, a, a long time on that, but Greg Turkington's ideas on character comedy are much more separative. Like he, he gets character comedy in a way I think I do a lot more to where like you can play a person in different layers in that, uh, Greg Turkington, the person is very different than Greg Turkington, the character he plays both on Twitter and on, uh, on cinema at the cinema, which I would so fucking highly recommend with him and uh, Tim Heidecker. Yeah, I've, I watched some of that a while ago and thought it was pretty good, pretty oh, funny. It's, it's a... Oh, God, you have to... Oh, Spencer. Uh, if I can recommend anything, I would oh, recommend, yeah. I think, the most recent Oscar special they do in which Greg Turkington uh, dresses up in, like, full makeup as the first... or the, the second Joker, Jack Nicholson's Joker. <laughs> it is it's like four hours long and it's fucking amazing it will wreck uh, dude it's it's the best character comedy him and tim heidecker at this point are in like the modern like andy kaufman's we have like they they do character comedy like so far beyond anyone's real understanding of exactly how to blend like your real life personality into the comedy you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's incredible. It's, it's, uh, it's one of those things that, you know, like, um, I, I'd like to compare it to like a show like Schitt's Creek because Schitt's Creek is very much character comedy. The writing's very good, but a lot of it isn't written. And a lot of it's like kind of off the cuff. And it's just like these very good actors thinking, what would this character say in this situation? You know, same deal with like um, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. But, oh, yeah. you know, Shit's Creek, I think, is even more character based. And I like that. Like, Shit's Creek, uh, I haven't finished it yet. I'm only on season four. Have you mm-hmm. finished it? Uh, no, I stopped watching it at some point. Uh, you, you, I mean, so not I, for I any started, particular reason. Like, I was enjoying it. I just, no, like, it was, got yeah, busy so good. doing yeah, stuff. Exactly. And same here. Like, I, I think I watched up to the point that it was produced and then I was just waiting for the next season and I never finished the final season. But, but yeah. um yeah. Uh, I'm you're the reason I started watching that show. Yeah. Because yeah, no, you you were yeah, you're like, "Hey, uh you got to check out the show. You're you like you're this character on the show." And it's <laughs> David and I was like, "What?" And then I I started watching and I'm like, "This dude's annoying, but after like you know, it's a it's character comedy, so the people are annoying, but it's it's realistic because in real life, guess what? People are annoying. Yeah, that's and true. Like, 
<laughs> I, I, I know I have very <laughs> annoying um, parts about me, but if you spend enough time around me, I think they become kind of endearing. Much like everyone on on Shit's Creek. Let's let's, let's I think, go over. Shut all up, of our Spencer. Flaws, I Brit. think it's endearing. Let's go over all of our flaws and defend them to each other. Let's let's oh, do God, it. This it's is really uh, good. I, th- I thought we we saved this for Festivus, Spencer. Oh, th- we should do a Festivus special. Oh, that would actually be pretty fun. It, like, and we do like a feats of strength, so we like have to have to wrestle over like something. No, yes, yeah, definitely, definitely feats of strength, airing of grievances, like all uh, the, all the shit. Hell yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's too dark. It would get nah, too fe- too extreme. No, and that's you know that's what I love about Seinfeld is like in like Festivus too. You know, it's um, it's dark. It's like it's the worst parts right. of humanity made fun of, but. And the thing that I like about it, maybe even more, is I know Jerry Seinfeld is one of the worst parts of humanity. Definitely. Like, he's he's part of, like, the 0.1%. He dated, like, a 16 or 17-year-old in his mid-30s. Like, he's just a weird piece of shit. And he's neurotic, and he's not a good person. But, like, I mean, same with Woody Allen. And I find it funny and like, you know, maybe that's where humor comes from is like, the dreams in which Woody Allen's dying or the best I've ever had. Oh, God. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Shut up. I'm sorry. Excuse me, what? No, 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 no. (laughs) Go back to this. Are are you doing Sad World? But Mad Mad World, Mad World, Mad World, yeah, Mad World dying instead of me dying. Get it? Because ha ha, a a joke. Are are you just repeating a meme you saw? No, I I just you know that's where my brain goes, dude. Ah, okay. It's the the wavelength I'm on these days. I'm just vibing. I'm rolling maybe, through. Maybe 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 you should make that meme so I can like restrict it from my face. <laughs> sure, yeah, sure. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Oh God, uh, Britt, we're at that time. Uh, the time again. Are are we there already? Yeah. <sighs> So, um, I texted you about this last night, I think. I, uh, maybe, maybe it was today. I'm not sure. I think it was today. I think it was today. So last night I took more, uh, you know, I've been trying to drink less and, uh, big thing about my drinking is like, you know, I have a hard time sleeping and you know, you can just like pass out. It's just as easy as sleeping. So I try to, uh, you know, I've been, uh, drinking a lot of, um, this, uh, generic, uh, Kroger NyQuil. What? That sounds like a bad idea. Why? Why? I mean, not, not, I mean, I mean, not a lot of, not a lot of, I'm not drinking like a yeah, bottle like, of it. I, I, I will just, say the I, bottle you showed me does not look like very much has come out of it. No, no. And I bought this yeah. two days ago. So I'm, I'm drinking, uh, the, the dose, the recommended dose is 30 milligrams, uh, maximum 90 milligrams a day. I usually take 45, maybe 60 at most, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not like, Weird not on NyQuil, but I took more than I usually do. I took like 60 milligrams yesterday. 
Um, cause I was like, my, my sleep schedule is kind of fucked up from picking up someone up from the airport a few days ago. So I, um, I mean, that, that's my explanation All of right. why, why I wrote these jokes it. last <laughs> night, because I don't specifically remember writing a lot of these jokes. They're just here with like really bad formatting today. <laughs> and I'm like, some of them I'm like, oh yeah, I remember writing that. I remember like why I, <laughs> I thought about that. But some of them I'm like, so I wrote that. I did. I did. I know I did. No one else could have. So like, oh wow. Okay. So what's the, the difference the between the forgotten bucket jokes? Spencer, can you tell me what's the difference between Van Halen and Van Helsing? The type of van. Well, one completed an epic quest to destroy an ancient evil, and the other one is a book and movie character that is not Wolfgang Van Halen. <laughs> what? What's worse than getting a felony on your record? I don't know. Getting an Aerosmith record. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very Garfield joke. What? What was Jim Morrison's worst release with the Doors? Oh, fuck. I feel like this is a cum joke. Definitely the one he made in the bathtub after <laughs> his bowels evacuated when he overdosed on heroin in Paris in 1971. Oh, no. Oh, yes. According to the National Fire Protection Association, what is the worst but most preventable form of fire? The arcade fire! <laughs> Alright. Why did the fish concert smell like a fish processing plant? Because it was at a fish processing plant. No, because their fans were there. Why... <laughs> Is the red hot chili peppers symbol an asterisk? Uh, it's meant to accompany the footnote, not actually red hot, not actually chili peppers, not actually listenable music. Wow. Did you hear Les Claypool just released a new line of mouthwash? Oh, gross. It comes in three flavors. Spearmint, peppermint, and I have nine <laughs> children in my basement. No. What do Buckethead's heart and Lars Ulrich's... Sorry. What do Buckethead's heart and Lars Ulrich's drumming have in common? Oh, Neither of them is particularly good at staying on beat. Yikes. What's the hardest thing about Mondays for Garfield? Uh, His enormous furry cock. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Why, uh, why did John... Uh, sorry. Why did the Who bassist, John Entwistle... Insist on only having Diet Pepsi in his green room. <laughs> well, he had a Coke problem. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, what, yeah. Um, what advice did Robin Williams give Linkin Park vocalist Chester Bennington 
the last time they met. Oh, no. Well, he shared the secret to making the fudgiest brownies by using all yolks instead of whole eggs. I I don't feel right after that. (laughs) What did kissed vocalist and bassist Gene Simmons say to workout guru Richard Simmons when they met backstage on David Letterman? Oh, no. He said, if you're a woman, I would absolutely rape you because I am a serial sexual assaulter. I have no idea why I, Gene Simmons, am admitting this to you, workout guru Richard Simmons, especially right before we are to be interviewed by one of the most popular late-night hosts in the world. However, this fire burns brighter inside of me than anything I've ever felt. That was beautiful. (laughs) What is the worst part about buying animal semen for personal (laughs) consumption online? Tell me. Well... Well, the targeted ads for Maroon 5 merchandise you get from Google AdSense because of it. <laughs> Great. Why does the Red Hot Chili Peppers bassist flea raise bees on his California estate? I don't know. Well, because California tax... Taxes farms and agricultural areas differently, so it's essentially a tax avoidance uh, ploy with some uh, mild ecological benefits. It's pretty much just a scam. Nice. Morgan Freeman does the same thing. Nice. How is Slayer guitarist Kerry King's dick like his solo playing? (laughs) Tell me. Well, it's never been hard, so he just goes as fast as he can and hopes nobody notices when he's finished. (laughs) Nice. Before it was recut to become the show we know as Gene Simmons Family Jewels, what was the show shot inside Gene Simmons Beverly Hills Mansion featuring his family known as? Uh... Exhibit B in his sexual assault trial. <laughs> Shit. All right. We're going to close out with this fun one right here. Um, what do Dimebag Daryl and 2000 film by Steven Soderbergh traffic have in common? <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. I don't want to oh. know. Both of them were shot on location in Columbus, Ohio. (laughs) Well, I feel terrible. How are you, Brit? (laughs) As good as always. Which is not, not, not. I mean, by the obviously by those jokes. Those NyQuil jokes that I wrote. That's that's the excuse I'm taking because wow. There's there's a lot to unpack there, so I'm just gonna like I'm yeah. just gonna burn the suitcase. Yeah, burn the whole um, suitcase instead. I I'm here for that. Um, yeah, that's really the only only way to go. Share uh, your screen with me, with me. Share your screen with me. Give me a fucking second. God damn it.
Share your screen, share your screen with me. Come on. Uh, okay. Hey. You should. Can you the what? next time you're fucked up on goddamn Nyquil and shit? Can you write a script Tonight? for us to do? Uh, what? A script. A script. What do you mean, like uh, for us, like a skit for us to do on here? Oh, you you want me to just like write a sketch? Yeah, just write a sketch. I can do that. I mean, Brett, I, I, already, I already have one that I wrote for me and Scott that's um, I, want, I mean, probably like 15 minutes long. I want Actually, it was, it was, fucking it's nonsense, for, Brit, though. Yeah, like, it, it's, it's specifically for me and Scott and Matt Collins, but like, I don't know, Scott's kind of... But uh, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I want nonsense, Brit, to write some fucking bullshit yeah. for us to do. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I've been, I've been, I've been doing concepts, been working on stuff. I got some ideas. Write, write scripts. Do it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'll write. Uh, the only scripts I'm going to be writing are uh, fake prescriptions for uh, Percocet for myself. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Maybe Xanax too. Z- Xannies and Perks, right? That sounds uh, fun. Sure. Why not? Why Is not? It? Yeah. Pretty cool. And before we go, huge appreciation shout out this week to Carm, also known as BBGRRL.666. It's babygirl666 on Instagram for uh, help with editing. Thank you so much. Uh, we included the name of someone whose name should not have been included, and you pointed it out to us. Namaste. We appreciate you. This has been Britain. And this has been Spencer. You've been listening to Getting Head, a bucket cast. Stay greasy, bucket heads. Namaste. Namaste.